to our first ever podcast run by NHS Fife Nutrition and Clinical Dietetics Mental Health and Learning Disability Team. We are so excited to bring you a series of podcasts focusing on food, well-being and mental health. My name's Fiona Spence, I'm a registered nutritionist here at NHS Fife and today I'm joined by Sarah Gallagher who's a dietitian. Hi Sarah. Hi Fiona. Lovely to have you here today. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So I'm a registered dietitian and I specialise in mental health. I recently joined the team in NHS Fife working in mental health and eating disorders. Um, it's an area that I've worked in for over 10 years okay. and mental health is a subject that I'm hugely passionate about. Lovely. Thank you for that. So today's podcast is talking about how we can improve our overall holistic health. Can you start by telling us exactly what you mean by holistic health? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So really, holistic health is thinking about the components of wellness. So we are thinking and recognising the whole person is uh, a, a whole being, really. So we're thinking about different aspects, including the physical, health, mental, social, the intellectual and also spiritual health. So really, by taking fa- the, all of these different factors into account, we can take ownership of our own health and our well-being but this is a really personal thing so wellness to me will mean something completely you know, wellness to you will mean something completely different so it's really important to emphasize the link between mental and physical health they really cannot be separated um, we find that better mental health will mean better physical health and vice versa that i think that's so interesting sarah um i know that Uh, there'll be so many people that can relate to that that when you are feeling under pressure when you've got stress in your life when you're not feeling you know that you're quite on top of things that it does physically affect you Uh you you do tend to end up with more or it certainly seems as if you're more susceptible to colds and viruses and you can't ever really seem to get on top of it absolutely so if you are experiencing higher levels of stress than normal in your life then the levels of your stress hormone in your body is going to be raised. And of course, it's normal to experience stress. We all have stresses in our lives. We're juggling a lot of plates. Especially now. Yeah, that is completely normal. And our bodies are hardwired to respond to stress. So once the threat has passed, or the stress has passed, if you like, our hormones should then return to their normal level. However, these days, with us all juggling so many things in our lives, as I said... We do find that for some people, their stress levels are just constantly at that high level and your body's in that constant fight or flight mode all of the time. So your stress hormones are going to remain at higher levels and this can then suppress your immune system. So you'll literally, it'll feel like you're catching every single bug. So your immune system's suppressed, you end up with all these bugs. Absolutely, yeah. Grand. So can you tell me, from a nutrition point of view, is there anything that we can do specifically to boost our immune system? So there's no one specific food um, that's going to stop us from becoming unwell. A lot of us have heard of the term superfoods, probably. So superfoods, blueberries, for example, they said they were superfoods at one point. Now, this is really just a marketing term that's used by food and drinks companies to entice us to buy their products so basically for them to make more money 
what we really want to do is try and focus on a variety of foods to boost our immune system. So nothing is going to be off the table. And by having a balanced diet, which contains all of the important vitamins and minerals, you need... And lots of colour. We lots love colour. Yeah, that's definitely going to help to support your immune system rather okay. than boost it, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. So can you tell us what you mean by a balanced diet, please? Sure. So a balanced diet is going to contain all of the five food groups. We've got the starchy foods, um, which are also called the carbohydrates, fruit and vegetables, our dairy foods or dairy alternatives, protein foods, so that's our beans, pulses, fish, eggs and meats, and finally our fats and oils. Now, by eating a variety of foods from each of these food groups, we should all really be able to get a wide range of nutrients. Now, in terms of immune function, there are a couple of specific nutrients I could highlight here that do play a role in immune in supporting immune function. Okay. Um, so firstly, maybe iron would be a good topic to start with. So iron is really important for a good immune response when your body comes into contact with any nasty bugs or any viruses, and it helps to maintain healthy immune cells. Now, the best sources of iron tend to be found in red meat and offal. So offal is O-F-F-A-L, so that's... Mm -hmm. Liver and maybe quite an acquired kidneys. taste. Definitely, is it something you like? Mm. My dad's a <laughs> chef, and oh, he really? would swear by things like tripe really? and yeah, proper old school. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a bit of liver mm -hmm. if it's done right. Yeah. I have to say though, yeah, I probably kind of draw the line at that. It's probably quite a traditional food, I would say, and I can't. I mean, I de definitely don't think my children have ever tried it, and I don't imagine they would ever want to try it. But then um, I guess I suppose it's thinking instead of having like a slab of liver on your plate, that there'll be so many people love patty. Yeah, good example, patty. So that's a really good source of iron. But the things, I suppose, something to mention with liver and patty as well is just to make sure if you're pregnant, that isn't something that we would recommend. Is um, that the, the vitamin A? Vitamin A. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, which isn't. Um, Great for and I'm sure our midwives will I'll be yeah. telling our, our pregnant ladies out there that um, that's the case. Yeah, and I would say that overall red meat consumption is really becoming less popular over the last few years, certainly because of p potential health risks that are associated with high red meat consumption. And also there's environmental reasons as well that people choose to eat less red meat. Um, but alternatives would be kidney beans or eggs, some dried fruit, or fortified breakfast cereal, so they're all good sources of iron okay. as well. However, the iron in these non-meat sources is what we call non-heme iron, and this actually can't be absorbed by your body as well as the iron sources that we find in meat. Yeah. So the, the iron in meat we call heme iron, but we can convert this non-heme iron into heme iron by adding a little bit of vitamin C. So that may sound quite complicated to listeners, yeah. but I guess the basics is if you're getting your iron from your red meat or mm -hmm. your other alternatives, then that's fine. However, if you're going down more of a vegetarian route mm -hmm. to get your iron, have a glass of fruit juice or something alongside it yeah. and that'll help you absorb it better. Yeah, that's a really good example. So if, say you were having a boiled egg for breakfast, you might have a glass of orange juice alongside it perfect so the vitamin, that's quite achievable yeah absolutely so the vitamin c in the orange juice allows your body to absorb the iron from the egg far more easily but vitamin c 
also supports immunity. So that's a really important vitamin to highlight from the immunity side of things. I think that's quite an age-old thing, isn't it? That we all yeah. we all know, maybe not know why, yeah. but whenever we've got a cold, I mean, I think there's an awful lot of cold and flu remedies yeah, out there, man. and it's vitamin C is in yeah. big, bold yeah. letters yeah. all over these pharmaceuticals. So I think, yeah, definitely, we, we probably know we should have vitamin C, but it's nice to explain why. So vitamin C is absorbed by your immune cells and helps attack what we call pathogens. So again, that's your bugs, your viruses and things like that. And it also clears away any old immune cells from the infection. So any site of infection that you, you may or may not have. And vitamin C is mainly found in our fruit and veggie group. Um, so examples are like citrus fruits, like we said, strawberries, broccoli and peppers. So what about if somebody was trying to have include more vitamin C and they were including, say, pulses or like your kidney beans, things like that? So they could incorporate that in a, a tomato sauce, maybe tin mm-hmm. tomatoes. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a really good way to increase your intake of fruit and vegetables. Really, we want to try and aim to eat a minimum of five portions of fruit and veg a day. So a portion is measured out as 80 grams um but obviously we're not going to measure out all our food all the time it's not really something you want to do so what we kind of use use as a guide is just basically the palm of your hand so whatever would roughly fit into the palm of your hand will count as a portion of fruit or veg so that's about your 80 grams yeah so that might be one apple it might be two satsumas seven strawberries or a handful of strawberries that will count as one portion of your fruit and veg and also, it doesn't need to be fresh options. We can use frozen. We can use tinned fruit or veg. If you're going for fruit, make sure it's in a juice and not a syrup or dried. Okay. You and know, that would just be the high sugar yeah. content in our syrups, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So, like you mentioned, add an extra beans, kidney beans, or add an extra veg to soup. You can add some raisins to your cereal. Some salad with your baked potato. It's just about small, achievable steps, isn't it? It is just thinking, how can we make this easy? Mm -hmm. Nothing that you have to remember too much. There's probably a lot of people listening going, oh, where do you even start? Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be a mammoth task. You could make one tiny change by, like you say, add some raisins into your cereal. If cereal is something that you have in the morning, Uh if it's not, maybe have them on the side if you have a slice of toast. Just something to jog your memory. Mm -hmm. Um, I sound like I'm really pro-raisins here, but (laughs) I always think think dry fruit is such an easy one, but I know that probably there's so many dentists then listening to this, cursing us, saying, you know, dry fruit is terrible. So as long as you're having it with a meal. I was going to say exactly. Have it as part of a meal. A bit more gentle on the teeth. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you're right. It doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be boring or complicated. Even I have one piece of fruit as a snack mid-morning mid-afternoon whenever suits whenever suits you whenever you can work it into your day and I suppose if people are if people find it easy to have that kind of routine then Mm -hmm. it's small steps that you're building into your routine Mm -hmm. and then you routinely do it yeah so you can be more consistent small changes and then you don't have to think about it so we've talked about vitamin c and I think it's also important that we highlight the b vitamins okay and they're um function and supporting immune health now there's lots of b vitamins and they're found in a range of the food groups so that's why it's really important that we are having a range of foods from all the food groups as i've said before because um, if you are just eating the same foods all the time 
you're not therefore going to get all these different B vitamins. Okay. And the main players in supporting good immune function is vitamin B6 and also vitamin B12. So they're in a few different foods, so it's slightly different from the nutrients that we sp- I spoke about earlier. So in terms of vitamin B6, we've got peppers, that's quite a good source of B6, bananas and avocados. And then for B12, we've got our dairy foods, so things like cheese and also fortified yeast extract. Okay. So things like Marmite. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, where would we find, you know, what would you use that for? So yeah, Marmite is an easy one to remember, isn't it? uh, Kind of love or hate food, I think, as well. (laughs) Um, But there's a couple of foods that contain both B6 and B12. So that would be eggs, fish, and also fortified breakfast cereals. That is quite an easy one to remember, though, isn't it? I mean, there, there is probably a huge part of the population would have breakfast cereal um, as part of their daily routine, but there'll be a huge amount of people that don't. But mm-hmm. it is a good way to incorporate, you know, even if you were having a bowl of cereal for your supper. Yeah. Do you know, a little, just to remember that, you know, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. cereals were, were fortified years and years ago yeah. to help us make sure that yeah. we were getting all the vitamins and minerals we need. So, yeah, yeah if these the B6 and B12 are both found in the fortified cereals. That's an easy way to sort of kill two birds with one stone, isn't it? Yeah. So they, they often fortify breakfast cereals with iron as well and also folate. And folate is particularly important for um, in pregnancy. So if you're pregnant or if you're trying to conceive, you should be taking 400 micrograms of folic acid supplement until you're 12 weeks pregnant. Now, this is to prevent any neural tube defects such as spina bifida in your baby. Okay. So for the development of the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about fortified breakfast cereals. And obviously, we, we talk a lot about our vitamins and minerals um, in our day-to-day jobs. Another vitamin um, that we know is um, added to fortified cereals is vitamin D. Um, so... yeah. Are there not some recommendations about supplementing our diet with vitamin D that you can tell us about? Yeah, so I'll, I'll firstly just touch on vitamin D and um, why we need it, I guess. So it's another important nutrient which supports immune health, um, although we're not exactly sure how it supports immune health. Um, it's found in a small number of foods, so some fortified spreads, oily fish, egg yolks, red meat and also liver again. <laughs> um, the best source of vitamin D though really is actually sunlight. Now our body creates vitamin D from direct sunlight on the skin when we're outdoors. Now obviously living in Scotland we both know we don't get a huge amount of sunshine. We don't get much sunshine especially over the winter months. Um, it's very dark here, it's very cloudy and rainy so the Scottish government actually recommends that we take a 10 microgram vitamin D supplement every day, that mm-hmm. is, um, particularly during the winter months. Now, this is very important for everybody, okay? Children, breastfeeding women as well, and people who are vulnerable, so maybe people who are in care homes who don't get out at all, it's really, really important that, that these, these people are taking a vitamin D supplement daily. And I suppose for our ethnic minority communities as uh-huh. well, where they may choose to cover their skin for cultural yeah. reasons, yeah. really important to have vitamin D. Yeah. So really, everybody should be taking it Okay. across the board. I think that's a really important message to get across there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, you mentioned at the start of this podcast that there's 
There's no one superfood. Um, it actually sounds like all food is superfood. So if you were to give three top tips for the people listening today, what would they be? So firstly, I would want to highlight that it's really important to include all food. So all food in your diet, all food from these food groups, really nothing is wrong or bad. Um, we know that by restricting a particular food, what then will happen is you will then start to crave it more. Okay. Um, and then you might then eat a large volume of it in one go. Now this can then cause you to feel quite guilty. It might have an impact on your mood. So you restrict further, you then feel hungry and you then eat this large volume again. And then that can become a bit of a routine or a bit of a habit. So definitely would be to have every food and not cut out anything. A little bit of what you fancy whenever yep. you fancy. Yep. Sounds like a good message. I'd also think just, I also think just highlighting the fact that, like you said, there isn't a superfood. It is just a marketing term. Mm -hmm. So don't believe the, the supermarkets or, you know, the, the food companies. All foods, as you said, is super. Lots of colour. I think that's really important. That I mean, I think, I mean, it can be quite intimidating going into a supermarket and you almost feel compelled to buy these things that are, yeah. you know, the... the created this vision that this particular food yeah. is going to heal you is going to yeah. help with your immune system yeah. it has all these health benefits mm -hmm. but actually including everything making sure that we've got lots of color on our plate is way more important than focusing on one particular thing yeah absolutely you've hit the nail on the head there i would say so but finally i would just say that it's important that we all are just a little bit more aware of our holistic health and just have a think about how positive dietary changes can actually have an impact on lots of other things in our life. Mm -hmm. It might affect how you feel mentally. It might affect how you are physically. But just having a bit more awareness about that um, can, can really be quite powerful. Okay. Thank you. Sarah, it's been so lovely to talk to you today. Thank you so much for coming along and doing this podcast. Thank you for having me. Is there anything that you would like to add before you leave us? I think I would just like to say to the listeners just to um, share, share a podcast, share it with family or friends. Spread the word. Spread the word to whoever you think might find this information useful, because hopefully it'll um, help a few people. That's lovely. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you, you, listeners. 